Basically, I was saying that people take elements from other people's personalities or mannerisms because they admire those qualities. Mm -hmm. Then I gave my example of, you know, looking at Wolf of Wall Street, admiring what that person had built, what that person had created. Yeah. And I would take those elements, but I didn't have a foundation to back those elements. For sure. And there's, I, I there's think flip sides to this as well. I think uh, it's important to to realize who you idolize, but but more why why do you idolize them? And you yeah. have to pick out what you want or what you feel or what similarities you have between you and that person. What do you like about that person? And um, I think you need to. It's important to use those things to help you curate you, who you are, maybe your purpose. Um, but it's important to always remember that that is not you. Like you have to, you have to keep that in the back of your head. Like, yes, I share this trait and this trait with this person and this person that I look up to. But overall, I'm still me. One million percent. Like that has to be the foundation of. Um, like you have to be able to go back to that all the time. You should never look at somebody and be like, "Man, what else can I do like this guy so I can mm-hmm. get successful?" Like if you're at that point, you're already too deep into the person and your idol or whoever you're using as um, a mentor or whatever. Like you have to be able to personalize this stuff. Like life, your brand, your business. You know what I mean? That's essentially what separates the people that end up doing something from the people that don't because they rely on essentially they rely on an artificial source because they take the elements they get motivated by you know whatever process that they consume the elements through whether it's watching interviews of these people videos lectures whatever maybe music even take the elements but when you don't actually put in the work the, the flip side to this is retracing the steps of the people studying the journey studying what are the things that they did and went through what what kind of resources did they have or not have well the went through part is a little bit harder to replicate in a way but the elements in terms of you know the things that they've done rather the, the the course of their journey is something that's worth studying if you relate to the person at that level where you're like Hey, this person kind of thinks like me. I see, I see myself in this person. Well, if you retrace the journey, you might really see yourself in that person because you, you might find a point in their career or their life that relates to where you are. Mm-hmm. And then you can retrace those steps in a way in your, through your own lens, through your own filter of existence and, and with, your, with your personality traits and with your experiences and circumstances and replicate the outcome through your own lens not not you know not really exactly follow what they've done but just map out what key moments in their career were were and and see if you can find you know how you can make that happen for yourself yeah i think that's a that's a definitely a good strategy that people um should use for sure definitely um i really wasn't it's crazy um I feel like everybody has their starting point, and um, and I feel like I wasn't um, the biggest. What do you call it? Like I wasn't the biggest into into fashion, mm-hmm. and um, I mean I I loved 
the basics of like streetwear fashion, <clears throat> but was never into fashion how I was into sports, <clears throat> right? Like if I think about sports and I think about, you know, my favorite basketball team, the Rockets, and I think about, you know, their championship years and their coaches and their best players. And, you know, I can go in, in all day about all of that. But like when I think about fashion and I think about, you know, um, like higher-end fashion, like Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Saint Laurent and stuff like that, yeah. uh, Dior. Like, I couldn't tell you a lot of the history behind stuff like that. Um, so that's what I mean. But um, I feel like the more I've... As soon as I started, um, the idea of a clothing brand is when I started into educating myself about fashion. And um, I have a lot more educating to do, for sure. But... One of the main person uh, people that I've looked at and um, I admire a little bit is uh, Virgil Abloh, for sure. Um, from what I've seen, um, I can definitely tell that he's um, trying to innovate and think further than just the piece. And um, and uh, I, I saw how he uh, he he did a, a convention and. He was at a university speaking to students and explaining to them how he decides to design each of his pieces. And just um, seeing how in-depth he is with his process was really um, inspiring because um, I kind of related slightly. Um, I didn't just, you know, make this logo overnight, and there's a reasoning for every speck of anything that's on this shirt even though it's not so much and um and yeah so i think uh the more research i do um the more i will be inspired and the more i'll learn and be able to put my own twists and and i think that's like a big thing too is um you know educating educating yourself in your field for sure and and the people around in your in your market and you know the people who hold a big percentage of of the share of the market that you're in. You know, mm -hmm. I definitely agree, man. It's um, it's kind of interesting because sometimes it could work without having to do these things, and we see instances of that uh, with people that maybe are talented in some regard, in in some way, whether it's business or marketing or sales. And, you know, personality plays a huge role as well. But at the end of the day, you need something that you're really good at. And that very, that one thing could allow you to make anything work. And I say that because if you're really good at sales, let's say you're really good at sales, you really understand, you know, marketing and psychology, and you understand how to connect with people on a level where they trust you and they want to you know, buy your product or invest in your vision, that's an invaluable asset. And you can deploy that asset for another company temporarily to then be able to do what you have to do. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And I see mm -hmm. that I see that with you, I see that with a lot of people that have this one gift, that one skill. They deploy that skill, they get paid for that skill, and then they use that money to then fund their education in the field that they're interested in or you know, even using that skill allows them to grow the brand to a certain level mm -hmm. organically without having knowledge about fashion or, or you know, reading about fashion shit in the, from the past that is not really relevant in this day and age because, 
yes, it's going to benefit uh, benefit you in terms of curating like a perspective of viewing things and and making things a certain way. But like we like we talked about, people in this day and age care a little bit less about that and more about the person and the journey. Absolutely. And what, what the product makes them feel like. Absolutely. That's bigger than anything, bro. Because Gucci could literally come out with garbage, but if it makes people feel better than other people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If if they yeah. see someone wearing it, and that person that's wearing it is successful, and they want to take that element of like, I want to look like that, I want to have my picture taken like that, I want to be perceived and admired like that, they'll mm-hmm. buy that piece. So it's not just about the cuts. A lot of people are illiterate to the cuts. You know, the pattern cutting and all that shit. Like, people don't know about the stitching and the pattern cutting. Mm-hmm. They just care about how it makes them feel. Right, right. And, and see, but what's crazy is that the consumer doesn't always realize the small things that go into the fashion, into sure. the piece that makes them feel that way. Sure, 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 um, sure. You know, it's the it's the little things that, that make the, uh, the big difference. And uh, consumers gra- gravitate towards products that have... Um, a lot of small things that some others don't, and um, a lot of the times they don't even realize it. And um, and and you're right. Um, I feel uh, when you're saying, you know, you don't have to know the history of fashion. You don't have to know a lot um, to to create pieces that people resonate with. But um, the more you do know, the more you do, um, it's going to be helpful in the long term in the long run because I feel like um, a lot of brands start off one way and then they they innovate and they um, redefine their products so much and it ends up looking like a whole new product in Mm -hmm. five years Um, and a lot of the products like if you look at Apple's logo I feel like within the what 30 40 years or 40 plus years has been around their apple changed but it's still an apple you know what i mean i think yeah. it wasn't an apple when it first started like i think a couple years after they changed it to an apple and then like it's been so. that since but um but what it does to people but but and how it makes them feel is why it's still popular for sure and it's the simplicity and um i don't think a lot of people i didn't think too much about the logo for a while, um, I was just like, yeah, it's Apple. But I think this year I came across like an article or something saying that there was like an explanation for the Apple. I can't remember what it is now, but um, it definitely made me second guess and be like, oh, wow. You know, like there is something behind the scenes that made me, um, you know, gravitate towards this. No, that's, a, that's a brilliant point because there are certain like layers to things that contribute to how they're perceived mm-hmm. that may not be visible upon first glance so exactly. I see I see that point very clearly actually I've thought about this many times as well where you know you could like the way a Tesla looks but if you really break it down as to why you like it then it shows the amount of work that the engineers put in behind why you like it absolutely right? then it highlights like they really spent time looking at proportions and 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 symmetry and stuff like that. And I understand that completely, but at the same time, it could be as simple as not liking the product, regardless of how much work has been put in behind it. Mm-hmm. So that's where the other elements come in, whether it's like who's associated with the product. A lot of people buy Teslas just to support Elon Musk and his goal. Mm-hmm. They bought the fucking tequila that he came out with 
you know, $250 bottle of tequila that is worth 40 bucks that has a Tesla logo on it. People buy it because they want to support the company. Yeah. So there's, you know, both those things have a, have a meeting point or an overlap that really is the defining point and defining, yeah, defining point that allows people to make that decision of whether they want to fuck with something or not. And a lot of times things grow on people. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you said, as you evolve, as the brand evolves, as you innovate and redefine what you do and who you are, people may start gravitating towards it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, you know, I I, I like this perspective. Maybe I didn't understand it back then. Mm-hmm. And I've had the opposite of that in my personal experience uh, with with Gucci. I used to really like Gucci, and I wanted to have it because it was cool or whatever. And I'm I'm kind of on the opposite end of the equation now, where I don't really care about it. I don't care about the designs or whatever they put out. You know, they they put out tees that cost 400 bucks that don't have anything, don't have anything visible upon first glance that makes you appreciate the level of work that's been put in. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, whereas like Stone Island has, and and your company Eminent also has heat, uh, heat, what's the exact word for it? The heat, um, you know the shorts with the heat stuff. Oh, the <clears throat> the temperature sensitive uh, clothing, yeah, yeah. the temperature sensitive some trunks. Exactly. So when you see something like that, when you see Stone Island come out, or with, when you see Eminent come out with uh, temperature sensitive clothing, it makes you realize and appreciate the art up front. You yeah. know, you don't have to deconstruct it. You don't have to do research on it. You don't have to get invested in the story. You can see it up front and understand and consume it or decide to consume it. And I think that's one of the key points um, when it comes to selling anything right now is um, being able to understand it and being able to uh, appreciate it and see the difference of what that product is immediately or as quick as possible. Yep. Like if people have to dig in too much and, and work too hard to try to understand, they're just going to scroll.